another episode of the Fleekazoid Podcast, video edition. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The ad is now over. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you for listening. And um, get a pen and paper out because this advice is very, very helpful. And it's all the shit that I wish people would have told me like years ago. Today's podcast is going to be about how I moved out with 30 days notice from my toxic family. Toxic, dysfunctional, I know they're not gonna appreciate that, but that's what happened. I'm doing this as an educational piece, and we're also doing this as a live stream, so questions will be at the end of the segments, and uh, yeah, I'll talk about what was relevant to me and what was necessary. The first thing that I wanna talk about is the money that was necessary. For me, I had been saving my money for three years. I personally saved up $8,000. You don't need to have $8,000 saved up. I spent around $3,000 getting out of the door. I got to that financial place by just putting 20% aside. Another part of me also had this point of the year where I got a credit card and I realized that it looked better to have money in my bank account than to have money. How do I describe this? The money's gonna matter more in your bank account and you can always pay off the credit card. Just get something that doesn't have a crazy limit and just make sure that you are paying it off and chipping away at it. But at the end of the day, it is better to have that money in your bank account. Black screen fleeksy here. I just wanna say that with the money that I saved up, I could have paid off those credit cards. Like, again and again and again. And that's the type of situation that you wanna be in. If you are gonna have credit card debt, make sure that you can actually pay it off. Also, I'm not qualified to give financial advice but if you are going to be in this situation, you are going to need to have a line of credit and you are gonna to have to have a credit history. You're already paying for half of the shit in your life anyways, you might as well put it on a credit card and pay it off. This is not me saying to rack up crazy credit card debt. But yeah, so for me, a big thing, saving 20%, I saved for three years. A lot of that was also being financially savvy with how I moved around. So I wasn't always going out to dinners. I wasn't always hanging out with friends. I wasn't going out on the weekends. My car was already paid off, so I wasn't paying off this like, you know, monthly payment um, that was like $300 to $400. My monthly payment was just my insurance. When it came to makeup, I started getting cheap with my eyelashes and I stopped paying $30 for eyelashes and started paying 10 to 15. Another thing too, I stopped buying super expensive eye makeup that was like the Sephora stuff and I started just wearing stuff from ColourPop and from Makeup Revolution and being like cheaper and more savvy with my makeup. I know like I talk so much about not dating Dusties, but if I got into a relationship with a man and I noticed that like I had to spend a lot of money on Ubers to see him and he wasn't like being thoughtful about buying me Ubers, or if I noticed that like being in a relationship with him meant that I had to like spend a lot of money, I was like, it's not worth being in that relationship. Straight up, point blank period. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna date a broke boy and then end up broke as a result. Another thing too, just because I lived with my parents didn't mean that like all of my food was taken care of. I was, I was still spending money on my food. I was still spending money on my insurance. The only thing mom was really buying was like toilet paper, coffee, creamer. If I had something that I wanted or needed, my parents did not cover that or take care of that for me. 
while I wasn't working a full-time job, I was still making content and that content income could fluctuate. So I think the takeaway here from me is save 20%. If you can, 15 to 20%. For me, I'm a content creator. So I nine, I'm getting taxed 15% like minimum. And then I would just keep the residuals. When it comes to saving money and when it comes to the amount of money needed, I would say that when it came to the place that I ended up picking, because I moved in during the middle of the month, I paid what was called a prorated rent. Prorated rent means that you pay the amount of days of what would be the equivalent of the value of the rent. So I ended up having to pay like $700, $800. This place also wanted the first month's rent. And that first month's rent tacked on another $1,000 plus dollars. I don't wanna to be too specific because I don't want people to have an idea of where I am. And then I had to pay the deposit, which was 500. And then I had to pay the pet fee deposit, which was 350. So for me, I ended up needing like around 3,400. So now it's just about paying whatever I would pay between bills, paying off credit cards, and just like affording food and life. If you're moving out of your parents' house, you're probably not gonna have any cleaning supplies. So you're gonna wanna get a mop. You're gonna wanna get a broom, assuming that you don't have carpet or maybe even like a vacuum. I spent like $200 in cleaning liquids, cleaning tools, can openers, a little knife and fork set. You just need like five utensils. You just need a, a steak knife, a butter knife, a fork, a spoon, extra big spoon. You don't really need um, a lot when it comes to utensils. Same thing with cups. You're just gonna want like one mug, one bowl, one plate, things that you can microwave. You're gonna want either saran wrap or tin foil, just in case if you do have leftovers, just something so that you can save your leftovers. And when it comes to additional cost, Wi-Fi, if you're dealing with Spectrum, Spectrum's gonna want $75 from you just to start off. And then from that point on, it's gonna be $60 a month. The thing with Spectrum though, is that as soon as you sign up, they will give you at least a week to two weeks before you actually pay that first 75. Think about your rent, think about the deposit, the application fee can be anywhere from 50 to 60 to maybe even $75. It will act as a credit ding, something to consider. One thing, if you are planning on moving, don't sign up for any credit cards and don't start running up your credit cards in a way that you're not paying off. Moving fees. I was lucky enough to where my mom and um, her dude were like, okay, since we put you in this situation, we will you know, cover the moving truck and we will help you move your furniture. And I also recruited my sister's husband. If you are dealing with a moving company, I was quoted $400 to $500 for two hours and I was just moving my room. To me, they were like all telling me they would only do a minimum of two hours, which was like why it was running up to that. But when I talked to people on TikTok about this, they said that you can hire task rabbits. Also, U-Haul has like a flat rate of like $19 an hour for like the first hour. If all you're moving is your room, sometimes you don't even need a giant jumbo moving truck. Sometimes like you can get like an open back pickup truck, but depending on your furniture and assuming that maybe you're just like moving down the block, you can get this like open back pickup truck. And if you need task rabbits, apparently you can get task rabbits. If you have friends who can help you out or even friends who have like manses, be nice to them, buy them pizza, get them a beer, pay them for their time. When it comes to boxes, you can buy boxes from Lowe's or sometimes you can even go to like a grocery store and you can ask them if they have any additional leftover boxes. 
when it comes to your clothes, just carry all your clothes in trash bags. I was just using Glade trash bags to bring my clothes over and I had about 10. Because all of my clothes are in Ikea cubbies, I just brought the Ikea cubbies in the backseat of my car. When it comes to your actual furniture, if you have a bed that you wanna bring, think about disassembling it. When you disassemble everything, like for me, I was um, labeling every box, labeling every wire, like with my PC. You're gonna get to this place where you finally move everything in and everything's just gonna be in a box and you're not gonna know where anything is. Moving is stressful. If you think it sucks and you feel like the entire time that it shouldn't suck, it sucks for everyone. It is completely normal and completely valid to be stressed the fuck out the whole entire time that's going on. I think that is gonna conclude the financial portion for what to expect. If you guys have any questions, go ahead and start asking now about the financial aspect and financial requirements for just getting, just getting out of the door. The next part that I will talk about is apartments. I'll talk about how to find an apartment and we will talk about apartment requirements. Any money that you would recommend having set aside for mishaps. Earlier on, I mentioned having at least like an additional 1,000 to 2,000. It's okay if you don't have that. So one thing that you wanna have set aside, if let's say you don't have that additional 1,000 to 2,000, there is a website called Nerd Wallet. And Nerd Wallet will show you the, the credit cards with the best APR rates, or at least like 0% APR rates, best rewards, ones that like you can apply to right now. My mom said don't, don't apply for credit cards until you actually get approved for an apartment. But if you don't have that money for mishaps, girl, apply for the credit cards. I know it's fucked up and it's shitty, but what's more fucked up? Being on the side of the road and not having a tow truck? really really needing something and not being able to get that right then and there like you don't want to have to sign up for some random company's credit card on the spot it's just something to have to have you heard 8 to 10k and I was like oh god we're never getting out of the hood I mean what the hell is happening that's eight thousand dollars to ten thousand maybe if you have a home and you have to worry about like major shit so yeah it's gonna take around 10 days to 13 days for a credit card to get to you but if you feel like hey I don't have that like three thousand dollars behind me or that two thousand dollars behind me Get, get the credit cards, because you can always close them out. And don't spend with it, ever. Not even for decorations or furniture. Just literally when you absolutely, ab like, absolutely need it. And put it in your Apple wallet, just in case. Emphasis on wait until you get approved for that apartment to start doing that, so that you don't have a bunch of dings. If you apply for these credit cards, I'm, I'm not qualified to give financial advice, but make sure that you do it in the same day because it looks sketchy to apply for a bunch of credit cards. I, I'm, I'm sure you can only, you know, you can sign up for one and get a credit line of 3,000. Okay, so let's move on to the next part. So the next part is apartment hunting, apartment websites, apartment scams. In this part, we also talk about apartment qualifying. I was going on Zillow, I was going on apartments.com, I was going on realtor.com. Set your budget. When you go to these websites, set your absolute maximum. Like if you know that you cannot pay more than 1,200, like account for the fact that you are gonna have to pay utilities, right? Like if 1,200 is your limit, like maybe at the most set it for 1,300. Don't just only put the price that you're looking for, but also look for when the actual unit is going to be open to you. Some places are very annoying and they will set up their lowest apartment rate when they actually only have units that are available for 1,500, 1,600. What you're gonna wanna do on these websites is go into the section that says availability. 
with their floor plans. And you can see the very specific floor plan that you are interested in and the price of that unit. And you can click on email me about this. And the email me thing is gonna have this little phrase already pre-filled in that says, I'm interested in this. You put in your phone number and you put in your address. Get a whole entire email specifically for apartment hunting. For me, I was like, how the, like, what do I do? Like, do I call these places? Do I see them in person? Seeing them in person could take like all day. I could be driving around. Some places you can only see in person. Some places don't pick up the phone. If you're like one of those people where you're in a time crunch and you don't have the time to go through individual situations by calling and visiting them in person, you're gonna want to, you're gonna want to do that email option. These people will either get back to you within an hour or within two weeks. For me, because I needed to get the fuck out as soon as possible, whoever got back to me the fastest won. But also I had a very specific preference for where I wanted to be. For me, I was like trying to get out in two weeks. And you know what? Most apartments, they're trying to get people who want to move in right now. They don't want people who are planning on moving in two months or three months in. It's actually like very ideal for them to come across a person like you who's trying to get in within 30 days. If you cannot see this unit in person, ask for a video. Do not say, hey, I want apartment one, two, three, unless you can see a video of apartment one, two, three, or at least the floor plan of apartment one, two, three. And that's if you meet them in person. You can ask for a live stream showing if you're not able to see it in person. I made a list of places that I thought were like my prime, like ideal locations. And then I made a list of places that were like my backups if these places suck ass. I was like ideal, not so ideal. And I went to this like very first place. And um, when it came to apartment hunting, honestly besties, you're gonna wanna look, you're just gonna wanna look up apartment scams like verbatim on YouTube because there's so much that I'm not thinking about right now. But the main, the main thing is ask for a live video tour or ask to see a video of the floor plan. You can see these things in person. Um, to me, when it comes to an apartment, some people will be like, let's check the water pressure. Let's see what it's nearby. Let's check the crime rate. Let's see the demographics. Just like what's in proximity to the region. Does it fit with your lifestyle? So these are gonna be things that you're gonna wanna consider for yourself. When it came to the actual apartment unit, um, I was like, you know what? If it's old, that's okay. I'm okay with places that are old. What I care about is like appliances. So for me, my priority was having that washer unit and that dryer unit. My priority was having at least like a decent fridge, kitchen that wasn't totally hideous, and a bathroom that wasn't totally hideous. Yesy, I was given a slightly different apartment from what I was shown. The apartment that they showed me in the video came with a came with a light in the ceiling and this one does not have a light in the ceiling but the floor plan was the same i don't know if anybody noticed this but like in the background of my tiktoks there's this like ac unit it's very much giving mexico for me it was about my lifestyle right so i'm like this is gonna be my office like i need it to be quiet i need it to be silent i don't want um extra extra happening i was looking for quiet i was looking for something that would be decent on camera i was looking for a place that didn't have a hideous kitchen and a hideous bathroom that was just like my main two triggers. When it comes to water pressure, I'm not persnickety about that. The one thing with my particular place that pissed me off was that I got the landlord special. And by the landlord special, it just means that everything's just poorly painted over. Like I could have done a better job. Kari says there's people on TikTok you can pay to tour places for you if you can't go see an IRL. Assuming that you're already broke and that you're just getting the fuck out to get the fuck out, Sometimes you might just get what you can get. Another thing too, when you're looking at apartment reviews, 
Usually by the time people move out of apartments, they're pissed the fuck off. So most people are gonna leave negative ass reviews. Just look for the ones that are within the most recent time frame to like six months to three months. You really don't wanna see stuff about rats and roaches. And you'll get a vibe if a place has roach vibes when you see it in person. You said that's very true. My, my building is two stars on Google. You know what, low key, the people who leave the bad reviews, we gotta thank them for bringing down the prices of the rent. <laughs> but I think like red flags to me are people who talk about rats and mice, right? Your apartment, your side of town that you're thinking about living on. Look it up on TikTok. Just see if people already live there on TikTok. For me, what I did was I did a little drive around the neighborhood first. I was like, I'm gonna see what type of cars are parked here. I'm gonna see what type of people are like walking around. Like, I'm just gonna get a gander at what the general vibe is and what the setting is. But I'm like, I don't, I don't think that these, type of, these types of cars would be somewhere where roaches are. <laughs> people who were young it just looked like a place where young people were already living it was giving starter place vibes it's fine if you have a starter place you never had a rat in your life i had one rat in my first home just uh at least my first home of memory when i was a kid oh my god i cried it was an african rat too think when it comes to apartment hunting one thing that i also want to talk about i want to talk about apartment requirements Apartment requirements will usually be anywhere from 2.5 to 2.75 to three times the income. If you're living in New York, they might be cray cray and want upwards of 40 to 50 times the income. It's really gonna depend on where you live. When you are in a position that I was in where I'm freelancing, I don't have a steady job. For me, the best place to go for was a place that only wanted one month of income proof. You are someone who already has a job. You're good. You don't have to worry about looking for a place that only wants one month of income proof. Some places want three months. Some places want to see the paychecks for those three months. Everyone's going to have different requirements and you'll know when you go through that little email option that I mentioned in the beginning. So here's the situation. Once again, I'm not qualified to give financial advice, but one thing that works, and this is because I've heard people who do this job on TikTok who like work for apartment approvals, if you are somebody who doesn't make exactly three times or 2.75 or 2.5 times the, the income, one thing that you can do is if you have a savings already built up, what people will do is transfer their savings in and out of their checking account. And what these places look for is just money that's incoming. They do not actually care where it's from. All they wanna see is the green, like the green money coming in. That's all they're looking for. They don't care where it's from. They don't care where it's going. They just wanna see it coming in. Depending on your bank, you might have bank transfer limits on this. So that's where it could get messy. But if you already have that job and you just wanna you know, you want to boost it to be like, hey, I got that 2.75 or that 3.75, and maybe you feel like you're already in a toxic situation with your family now, start doing those transfers. I didn't get the three months notice to do that. So I was in a position where I'm like, okay, I have to rely on just a place that only wants one month of income and being in a position of being able to show that I have like that right here, right now. I was so crazy lucky because I had a place that didn't pay me for like eight months and I was able to pressure them into paying me this month. And that was like a $3,500 check and I was able to use the job that I recently acquired as my supplemental income. Some places want three months and when they come and then when they come with that three months, they wanna see your income, uh, your paycheck specifically, Cami. 
They want to see proof of it. They'll tell you when you sign up for the email option or if you call them, they'll tell you the requirements. So Lindsay Lou says, I showed a college savings account to get my first apartment. For me, I showed my savings, I showed my checking, and then I showed my business account. So yeah, um, if you can do that method that I previously mentioned, I would recommend doing it, especially if you know that your family's really toxic already. Otherwise, um, when it comes to your actual process of showing them your invoices or showing them um, your bank account, what you're gonna wanna do is go to the monthly, you're gonna wanna go to your bank account and then you're gonna want to click on the monthly like transactions and then when it comes to actually showing them that like this is what you got, this is what you have going on, you're gonna wanna hit print like in the upper right corner of the page and then when you go to the print option, there's gonna be a save PDF option. This is how you're gonna get those papers that you actually submit to send into them. And if you have invoices that you wanna show proof of electronically, you're gonna do the same exact thing. Find the electronic place where it exists. So for me, like I had that $3,500 invoice, right? I went to the official place where I sent them the invoice charge and they paid it. I went to my email and then I showed them the month where that transfer came into my account. So upper right page, print, save as PDF. You don't have to actually print it out. These are things that you're gonna wanna have while you're apartment hunting. You're just gonna wanna have those documents already laid out, put it in a folder, don't stress about it. If you guys have any questions, go ahead and ask them. Q&A time for apartment questions on apartment helpers. What are apartment helpers? People who help you search. If you are super crazy busy, it's worth it. Time is money at that point. When did you know you were ready to move financially? I, I didn't think I was ready to move financially, personally. I didn't expand on this in the live stream, but the reason why I felt this way was because I didn't have a guaranteed monthly income. Otherwise, if I knew that I had a job lined up, I would have been like, yeah, I'm definitely good to like move out. I have like that income and then the supplemental income of my you know, content creation. So yeah, that's why I gave it that answer. And I, I already had a good amount saved. They exist, yeah, realtors. I don't know how much they cost and I don't know the extent of what they do, but um, it was something that I was actually recommended by my dad. He's like, hey, if you don't have the time to do this, like you should look into people who do stuff like this. How much did you spend on application fees? Your application fee is gonna be anywhere from 50 to $75, depending on where you go. Can you explain about transferring money from your savings with a pre-existing job? Wouldn't they think it's weird? The two different deposits, or should we pretend to have two different jobs? When you actually meet up with these people in person, they don't wanna hear your life story. They don't wanna know what you do for work. They don't wanna know too much about you. A lot of this is information that you're probably just gonna end up volunteering. If you have a tiny, small little violin, they won't really care too much about it. For them, it's just gonna be straight up, will you qualify or will you not? It's really going to depend if you're going through a man, like a man, a landlord, who wants to see six months of actual invoices, or if you're going through an apartment complex who just wants to see your bank statements and they're only being trained to look for money coming in and they don't really care where it comes from. Now they are gonna run a background check on you and that's gonna be another layer of like them being able to find out information on you. So um, it's really just about if you're gonna be able to afford the place and if you're gonna be a potential problem when it comes to paying for the actual location. Personally, I don't really know too much about this, right? All I know is that I've heard people on TikTok who do apartment approvals say that this works and I've heard people who have applied for apartments who say that they did this and it works. I'm not qualified to give financial advice, I'm not a financial advisor, and I have never actually tried that method. All I know is that it's something that I've seen on the internet. And um, yeah, take it with a grain of salt, 
but it's something that you can do if you have more than you know 30 days to think about this process I'm not telling you guys to fake invoices. I'm not telling you guys to like Photoshop anything. And if you are somebody who's barely gonna qualify, then it's gonna be a matter of how much money do you have saved? And if it's how much money do you have saved, then they're gonna raise the deposit on you. So um, like your deposit can go from $400 to 1,100 because they wanna make sure that you're gonna be able to pay that rent, right? So if you're not able to pay one month's rent, they're gonna use that deposit to cover that fee. Also, by the way, I've been told that like you're probably never gonna get your deposit back, so the less money that you spend in a deposit, the better. Thoughts on apartments marketed towards a certain demographic. College housing, housing for young women under 25, artist housing. Annie, that's gotta be in Canada because the only one I know about is college housing. Um, I personally wouldn't apply to a college house unit. Leave it for the college students, honestly, if you can help it. Like, if the only time when I would maybe try to sneak in is if I was doing it through the Facebook Marketplace. Which, by the way, okay, let's talk about Facebook Marketplace. To me, that's where the scams were. Nobody immediately replied to me, and so many of the people got back to me so late, so, so late, it was like so not even worth my time to try to apply through Facebook Marketplace. And I think like even a fake sugar daddy scam grandpa found my account and he was just blowing up my inbox <laughs> and I had to block him. Like the Facebook marketplace in my area was bogus. New York has options like that. That's probably because New York is a blue state. Yeah, unfortunately you guys, I'm coming from the hell of the red state. So I don't, I'm like housing for women under 25. That sounds amazing. That wouldn't have benefited me because I'm 28, but that sounds amazing. Trustworthy sites to find apartments. Apartments.com, potentially Zillow, and realtor.com. And when you're on there, set in the settings for availability. Like if you know that you need to be in there by the first of the month or by the 17th of the month, put that in. And when you actually see these places, if you're like, hey, I saw that it was available on the 17th, but like, can I get it on the 14th? Let them know. How come they don't give the deposit back? Cause you usually fucked up the place or you did something that you didn't report was wrong. Or no, no, something was already fucked up in the apartment, but you didn't report it as fucked up. So they blame it on you. That's where getting a place that's a little bit older is kind of an issue. It took me like a whole fucking day to report the issues. You contacted them on their actual website, yup. But yeah, you can, you can contact them through their actual website. That's true. Here, somebody asked me how long did it take for me to get approved? It took me one day to get approved. I got approved in less than 24 hours. I was actually amazed. And I would say this, the, the part where you're waiting to get approved is horrifying. That was the first time where like, I didn't wanna eat and I forced myself to eat and I felt like I was gonna throw up. Because I'm like, oh my God, how much money am I gonna spend in apartment application fees? And how many places am I gonna have to apply to? And how many dinks is my credit gonna get? See, I sat down with them and I told them, I was like, hey, you know, like sometimes my income fluctuates, but for this month, like I have this invoice and I have this. And they were like, oh yeah, you're fine. You can tell them that. You can tell them where you're financially standing. And you can even tell them that you're willing to pay a higher deposit. Did they say anything about that? No, they were like, that's fine. They, they just, this place just wanted one month. They just wanted to see it for one month. <laughs> Did they ask for invoices? I, I sent in invoices. I sent in my work contract. I sent in my bank statements uh, between my savings and my checkings. And yes, I did only show one month of activity because that's all they wanted. 
One part I want to mention about the application was that they did ask to um, have the information of my previous landlord. If you're living with your parents, you can literally just put your mom or your dad, whoever you were living with, and they will ask how much you were paying monthly, and they will ask why you're moving out. You can just put for a better location, to be closer to work. Don't put no drama. Don't put anything crazy in there. They basically want to know if you're going to be a problem. You can Google the answers to these types of things, and you can see how people feel about this answer and, um, yeah, why you shouldn't put in a whole bunch of drama. Did you apply in person? So I went to go see the place in person, and then I sent in the application online after I saw it. If you have a good relationship with someone with a more stable income, you can use them as a guarantor slash cosigner. Okay, let's talk about the cosigner thing. I wanted to use my mom as one, but apparently that acts as a credit hit for her. And because she was like moving and she was like getting approved for a home loan, literally right on the window where it would have been like two days after I applied for this apartment, it was just so close. It was just overlapping so hard legitimate let's talk about security for women when it comes to my specific security I don't want to I don't want to talk too much on it right because if I'm like I have this I have that I don't want somebody to know what to potentially like counteract me with you can go on Amazon and you can look up cameras you can own a taser that comes with an alarm you can own a taser that comes with mace built-in pepper spray um you can get a switchblade knife when it comes to actually owning a weapon, it's, it's kind of sketchy because it, the fear is always that it can be turned around and used on you. You can own a bat and you can put a sock on top of it. If you're in an apartment, these places probably won't let you put a ring camera on the door. Or they will have something on their lease that says that you can't do that. Two security cameras with, a lo with local storage so I don't need to pay for a subscription. When I was living in an apartment, I had one of those door stoppers. Ooh. There are some that you can mount on the top of the door so they don't damage the door at all. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that suggestion. Why would you put a sock on your bat? So the thing with having a bat is that the person can grab it on the other end and turn it around and use it on you. If they do try to grab it, it slips or they can't get a firm grip. I live with my family now, but I still have the door stopper because it makes me feel safer. I've heard of doorbell boas that are basically like ring, but you don't drill it in. Thank you. Don't make yourself an easy target. Try to be aware of people's tracking your schedule. I am very aware of that. I agree. I don't even like the gym employees knowing my schedule. You know what I thought about? If you have a car and you're relocating to a new city, your car insurance rate may fluctuate depending on the country. So keep that in mind too. Oh, one thing that we didn't talk about was renter's insurance. Renter's insurance will cost you like $16 a month. Just something to, you know, be on top of like you may you may be like oh okay this place costs like 1200 a month then you got utilities then you got this rent insurance then you got this then you got this uh internet right did relocating scare my pockets um you know what no but yes because i think i was just telling myself that i wasn't ready i didn't trust myself i wasn't smart enough i didn't trust myself and i had to learn to trust myself and i had to learn that like if i make a mistake it's not this like life ending thing. I think the worst thing that I was telling myself was catastrophic thinking of I could die, I will die. And I had to have that moment of, is thinking like this helping me? No, it's making me cry. It's giving me exhaustion headaches. It's making me only wanna lay down. I'm, you know, I have this opportunity to do action, but I'm going into fight, flight, or freeze and I'm freezing because all I'm thinking about is how I'm gonna die. 
Things you have to deal with mentally with having to move out within 30 days, if you feel comfortable sharing that. Okay, yeah, no, that's actually a really big thing. Um, for me, it was fight, flight, or freeze. I got so freaked out and I had so little self-belief and I had so little trust in myself. It's why I had to rely on my dad and open up that, that conversation with him that I hadn't opened up in years. And um, it's why I was relying on the Scorpio to like be that person to have those conversations with me every night. I mean, now we know that the Scorpio was trying to give me life advice in, in the hopes of like getting the pee. He was trying to advise his way into the cooch, into being fuck buddies. I mean, if you, know, if you guys know how that ended, you know how that ended. Not good. Not, not in the way that he wanted it to. But, like, yeah, so it was why, like, I um, had relied on him and my dad to be, like, those pep talkers, those people who stayed with me on the phone for 45 minutes. While they didn't tell me everything that I needed to know verbatim about the process that I was going through, I needed people who were just like, hey, it's okay. Like, this is the level of what you have to do. And, um... It's, it's really not that hard. It feels scary. It feels uncertain. The fact that you're doing it in 30 days is like you just need it to work so bad. It does create so much insecurity. And it does like have you in this constant state headache. And this constant like IBS headache. And this like IBS headache. Girl, I couldn't shit normally. I could not take no normal poops. Mm. Also, I wasn't getting hungry. I was over-exercising because I was just trying to, like, disassociate when I was exercising. And it was just very cathartic to disassociate. So, yeah, um, for me, the biggest thing was there was this observation that the Scorpio made about me. He's like, sometimes you get so freaked out that you just, like, walk around in circles and you pace. And while things could be getting done, they're not because you're freaking out so heavily. And it was like, yeah, that was true. That was true, that, that was what I was doing. He was like, you need to just breathe and act. Stop pacing, stop scrolling, just breathe, act, make moves. Another thing too, was like when he first got involved with this process with me, he was a part of the process at the point where I didn't even have a job lined up. And he was like, you can literally get this done in three days if you wanted to. And yeah, I dead ass did, right? You guys remember, I was crying and freaking out and then overnight I was like, hey, actually something just worked out for me. And then after a week, it was like another thing worked out for me. And then after two weeks, it was like, I'm here. <laughs> like, oh, this worked out. And then this ended up working out. And it was because I just stopped, like, when you're so stressed out, all you wanna do is lay the fuck down. All you wanna do is close your eyes. All you wanna do is just like zone out. You don't wanna actually deal with the situation. It is so hard to actually get yourself to sit there and deal with the situation. But you have to have that conversation with yourself. Is laying down helping me? Is walking around in circles helping me? Is scrolling all my phone helping me? Like any content that I consumed, it had to be about the moving process. I had to go on YouTube and see what everybody else had to say about moving people, about the moving process. And I had to reach out to people when and where I could. So it was like, okay, like if I was worried about like a certain thing that I wouldn't qualify for or feeling confident about it, like if I was calling people at 9 p.m. or like texting them like, hey, you know, I have anxiety about this. Like, you know, I would do that just to quell my mind. Everything aligned for me like a movie in the most insane way. And I'm like, I just, I remember I could not get over that happening. Recentering yourself and practicing mindfulness is surprisingly the best advice that I really wasn't expecting. So what I told myself, um, I just entered self-soothing, right? And I told myself, I'm like, is this actually helping me? Are all the things that I'm afraid of going to like become prevented by me thinking this way? No. 
Um, I'm only an imposter if I either don't try or if I don't put in the effort or if I don't like make the attempt. Me sitting here freaking out thinking that I'm this or I'm that is stopping me from actually attempting to fulfill the roles that I, that I feel like I'm in. So that's kind of, yeah. So I know this is like so off topic for like the actual topic at hand. Thank you for the person who says that I'm so capable and that I can rise to the challenge. I think so too. But you do get these fucked up ass moments. And then when you feel like it's such an isolating position, you really do feel like there's nobody that you can talk to or that you can't vocalize it or that you can't own it. Personally, something that I like to do is I like to put a name to my feeling. And if I know that that very specific name is something that I can look up, I'll Google it or I'll look up a podcast for it. I'm never fully alone with my thoughts and I'm never like in a fishbowl of them to where I'm just like bouncing back in them for a full day. I'll feel it for like an hour. I'll like, I'll live in that feeling for a little bit. I'll definitely like process it. But I'm like, okay, clearly being with my own feelings is like very limiting, right? It's very mentally limiting and also physically limiting. It's, um, it's 2.17 in the morning here. I gotta force myself to sleep, wash off my makeup. But um, I'm going to download this video and I'm gonna call it a night. I do appreciate everybody for hanging out, supporting, asking helpful questions. Um, I hope that you guys were able to take away something from this stream. This was literally dead ass verbatim how I did it. I did not try to miss out a beat with the steps with the, with the exception of like not trying to like give away too much financial information. I was getting real stressed out when I started talking about the credit cards. <laughs> uh, disclaimer, I am not qualified to give financial advice. This is just what worked for me. So I think that's everything when it comes to moving out, how I did it and answering everybody's Q and A's. If you guys like this content and you want to support me making more of it, I am Fleeksy on Patreon where you can send me $2. You can also send me five stars on Apple or Spotify and uh, leave a nice comment, preferably. I am Fleeksy on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch where I did this podcast live as the recording. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you all have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Not you guys watching me do the podcast version in person. <laughs>